Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Gave you a big one this morning because I'm feeling it. Mark Baker is out there in uh, Glenageary where I used to live, where I used to sleep actually in the box room. How's it going, Mark Baker? <laughs> All good, all good. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm feeling it uh, this morning. I've been having a chat with our guest, uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin, how are you getting on? I'm good, I'm good. It's a pleasure to be on here with you boys. Love to talk to the next generation. I feel like this is uh, something that's interesting as well. Mark Baker, I was talking to our, our new friend Kevin before uh, we got started. Well, I believe you were having your toast. And uh, we were talking about uh, you know college. We're talking about all that type of stuff. And then uh, we're talking about how the COVID has stolen the fun out of the first year of these uh, these college guys. Uh, and then I thought to myself, you know, I went to DIT as well. Um, uh, and I, I know it's a TUD now. Um, it was going to be called MUD back then, the Metropolitan University of Dublin, but they uh, <laughs> they, they changed the name apparently. But I, 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 Mark, when I remember I went to DIT. Yeah. What, what course was it again you did? So uh, international business through Italian, which did not go well. But the uh, I quit. I remember calling Mark. I'm like... I could probably call him on a hard line back then. And uh, <laughs> I was like, Mark, I don't know what to do. Anyway, uh, so I quit that. But uh, my point is, that was 14 years ago, Mark. Jesus. What's going on? Wow. We've got to get going, you know? So how... Well, we'll introduce Kevin. So yeah. sorry yeah. before we so, skip ahead. <laughs> so Kevin, so Kevin is the the founder CEO of Sneaker Cleaner, um, and it's somebody who is twenty years old. Twenty, yeah, twenty just years old. Yeah, I'm at that stage now that I still think I'm nineteen because I just turned twenty, and then whenever someone asks you, you're like, oh, nineteen. Oh, actually, no, I'm twenty. I'm twenty. Twenty, powerful age. Um, <laughs> we like this is a, like we've talked to people that's really interesting Mark because we talked to people that like, got the end of their career a little bit who've like uh, like we talked to the million dollar Irishman who's had all these adventures in uh, London finance and he's you know he's kind of come and he wrote a book about that life do you know and like a memoir kinda, yeah. yeah a memoir uh, but now we, we've also talked to a few people kind of on the way up and also at the beginning of their career so it's always good to get a bit, little bit of a, a spectrum of see what's what's coming I want to talk to somebody uh, who's just coming out even not we're still in college, but uh, at the early twenties stage to see what the mindset is like of those uh, those guys coming up, um, as well as just dig into the the business ideas. Uh, I saw that you uh, are also connected uh, with Garrett Flower and Jamie White, two uh, friends of the Shark Pod. Um, so shout out to those guys. I see Jamie on uh, Instagram. You know, I I mean, he looks happy. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> this guy. yeah this he's, guy. he's living the dream for sure this guy well shout out to that guy and then Garrett as well um he's basically trying to get going with the with the <laughs> the rural park Ireland stuff. trying to take over the world of parking <laughs> trying to park all our cars yeah trying to park all our cars from the yeah. the comfort of longford this is, this is the <laughs> new thing so uh so shout out to that guy uh, i wish him all the best okay cool so um kevin what's the story tell the so if someone come up to you and say what what the hell is the business about uh how you guys are doing it what's the story there so basically we set up in 2017 um i was cleaning shoes in my uh in my garage there for a while and then uh, it's only the past since October, I kind of uh, decided to kind of super produce it and actually start putting a bit of effort into it. Because before that, it was just kind of drinking money, like you know, um, every now and again, I would kind of uh, 
put a post up on the Instagram page and then I'll get a few shoes through and I'll clean them and then just kind of spend it all in, in dices or whatever, like, you know, so it was nice to, to kind of have that extra cash coming in, like, you know, um, and then I decided to, one of the lads, because it was dead there during COVID and uh, the way we used to do it beforehand was people would arrange to like meet me on Street like 2 p.m. beside like, I don't know, Easton's or something. And that's how we would collect the shoes and deliver them back. And then payments would be when they received the shoes back. So then like there was the kind of trust issue was there as well, like, you know. Um, so that's kind of how we did it. And that was quite tedious and quite laborsome, like, you know, because you used to have to go all the way into town to collect like one pair of shoes, like, you know. So um, then we decided to set up a drop-off location in, with our partner, Grafton Cleaners, just off uh, South William Street, nice. uh, beside Pygmalion. And um, they're great. They, um, they like, with their opening hours now, they've sent them as well because they're a bit short during COVID. Now they're open from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Um, so basically people book in through the website and they, they drop them in there and then we collect them from there. Class. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like, and then people can post them like um just because of covid and stuff where we don't really let people actually into our office space and um, on hardcore street but we kind of showcase like it's almost like a show in the window like you know okay um, and we try and make it as cool as possible off the tunes bouncing out of it and stuff Class. and what's this like what so the, what's let's go back to the actual the, the base of this like so i guess i don't know mark the in our day when we were well like we're not like we're not old or anything but the the uh, the the sneakers thing, the runners thing, it was important for us, but it was never something that we put really too much thought into. It seems like it's a it's a, a real big uh, part of the the culture now. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's big in America, isn't it, Kevin? Is, is that where awesome. the kind of genesis of it came from? Was there yeah, somebody like, doing it there that you wanted to emulate? Yeah, so like there was a guy in, um, in New York called Jason Mark, and he has a store in london la and and london la and new york and uh he does kind of cleans shoes as well and he's kind of the the industry leader and so he he actually sell he doesn't really sell a service that much he sells his products his product would be the big seller because obviously there's a lot better margin on that and what's his product uh, it's just jason mark cleaning solutions like you know so it's just like brushes like stuff like that like you know um which is pretty cool so actually at the moment i'm we signed an agreement with Rejuvenator, which is like Jason Mark's competitor, and they're another kind of cleaning solution. It's like Crep Protect. So, like, there's a load of these kind of brands of like cleaning solutions. So they have their brushes, they have their laces, they have all this. So where we teamed up there with Rejuvenator, which is another one that kind of go along well with our kind of um, like sustainable kind of branding, and we use like we don't really go over the top of the packaging and stuff. It's all kind of like craft cardboard kind of idea. So they work well with kind of our branding. So we're gonna see how much demand there is for the kind of product um, and then if the demand's there we're gonna gonna hop into the white label and see uh see what we can brand up ourselves like you know so uh, it'd be cool like because because i'm very kind of design orientated and stuff like that so i prefer like i like doing the numbers and doing the books it was my head in like you know that that stuff doesn't get done like so but like i'd be a lot quicker it's spending three hours over looking at the label of like a soap container or something like you know so uh that would be more down my alley Absolutely, Very and it good. seems like you from a you, you kind of went down the business development route with a, a partner there on the like as the kind of shop front. Is that well? Is that how that works? And then, so yeah, so um, so the kind of setup we have is we have the 
the drop-off location in Grafton Clearance, that's where everyone drops in the shoes. And then uh, we have the kind of shop front um, in Harcourt Street. So we open up the window, and lovely big Georgian window, and it's on Harcourt Street into Lewis. And we have all the people going up the Ive Gardens and stuff like that. Especially when we're coming into the summer now, we have all the people drinking in the evening and stuff as well, which is great. So you get a nice bit of interaction with people when they, when they have a few on them, like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's great. Like, I really enjoy that human interaction as well. Like, you know, so I like, especially after COVID, it's nice to chat to a few randomers. Yeah, absolutely just get to interact with somebody so yeah. with, with the type of business that it is like what what do you th- so you were talking about white labeling there what's the uh, I'm, I'm when when you're talking about this business i'm talking thinking about all the different angles here mark what do you think so there's mm. I'm, I'm thinking is there franchising opportunities here is this is that where you go or to are you going to be open uh, a drop-off location in different cities what's what's the what's the kind of future here yeah, so we're thinking of a few. We have uh, interest from um, a franchiser in Abu Dhabi in Dubai at the moment, so we're we're working through with them, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, and then we're uh, we're set to go into Brown Thomas for a pop up this summer as well, which is going to be pretty cool. I never thought I'd be working in Brown Thomas, let alone working in Brown Thomas with my own company, like you know. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then kind of development. We'd be like it'd be nice to um so basically with shoes you kind of the main culture is you buy the shoes then you resell them so basically what we're trying to do is we released a, a service there called pre-sale so we had a we had a customer coming in there and he's actually auctioning off like in a pro- proper like auction house his okay. pair of uh i think what were they they were like uh gazelle dublins so basically uh, adidas have a range gazelles and you get like um like um like dublin ones you can get like hamburg ones they're all different colorways and stuff so these dublin ones are really well sought after especially with like the older generation like yourselves uh so um like basically what we did was he brought them in they were a bit dusty there had a few bits wrong with them so uh, i i cleaned them up to pretty high standard and then took photos of them and so then he's ready to, to go off and sell them with these photos um, and that's kind of where the background of video and photo comes in as well, which is really nice. It kind of links in very nicely and I can see the marketing and stuff pretty nice. So, um, so what we're planning to do is have that pre-sale and then we're, we're also planning to have consignment as well. So consignment is basically people bringing the shoes yeah. Um, they, they state a price that they want, or we can state a price that they think they're going to sell. And then, um, we, we try and sell them for, from like through our social media links, through Amazon, through through eBay, through all like the, the marketplaces and stuff. And then if they sell, we get 20%, they get 80% um, of the of the thing as well. So that's kind of what we're what we're pushing towards. Um, in terms of drop-off locations, uh, logistically it's quite hard because the the actual delivery cost is quite high at the moment. Because I went to DPD there and they were quoting me 15 quid each way for uh, like house collection, which is outrageous. Like, you know, like if yeah. you're paying 35 quid to get your shoes cleaned, you're hardly going to pay an extra 30 to get your shoes returned, delivered to you, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really, I had yet to figure that one out. Um, yeah, but at the end of the game, like, yeah, it'd be nice to get down to Cork and get down to Limerick and Galway um, and maybe Belfast. Class. I love the, I love this type of thing where we have a, have like a core business. It's like the core business is just anything that we can do to service people's kind of shoe needs whether that's selling them whether that's cleaning them whether that's um putting them in a a shop front for people i don't know like and 20 percent seems like a really reasonable uh commission on that 
So I'm sure yeah. people will be all over that. Imagine goes, we, we, we must try hooking up with Des Travers. We had the CEO of uh, DPD on the podcast. Oh, there you go. I, <laughs> I actually messaged. No, no, I didn't message him. I messaged one of the, the like head sales guys in Ireland because uh, I fill in their forum to get like a, a sales solution specialist or something to, to ring me. And uh, I was just really impatient, so I texted the the head sales guy on LinkedIn like a day after, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've actually haven't got a haven't got a reply, and it's been like three weeks." And then my phone blew up from the sales guys, like you know, because like they were getting into trouble, which I feel a bit bad for. But I got <laughs> I got the thing solved in like an hour, or so it did the job. Like that's good cool. stuff. And the where so like like I said, I think the biggest asset you have is time. Right. I mean, Mark, often think about this when we talk to people that are in there. And maybe sometimes we talk to people that are in their 50s and they say that to me and Mark. Do you know what I mean? It depends on where you are in the journey. Um, but like, uh, 20, so you've gone back to college now. Is that, is that going to, uh, is that going to be kind of, uh, to help this type of uh, career? It, are they linked the, with what you're doing in uh, DIT or TUD? Um no i'm not necessarily like i, I reckon it, it is going to help in terms of learning software so i learned how to use photoshop and and like illustrate and stuff so that'll help if i'm looking to print off like the develop a logo and print it off and print quality like your your 30 points per inch or whatever like you know um well i think it's going to help most actually getting into college and the networking side of it and that's the bit that i'm kind of uh leaning towards which i didn't really have the opportunity to do this year because covid but and next year I'm going to be all over that, like, you know, enjoying the societies and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of where I get my most energy is from, is from chatting to people like, um, so yeah, but, um, in college it's, it's great because it kind of forced me to develop the business in a lean way and in a quite a flexible way, like, you know, yeah. because, um, and it forced me to have a lot of automation set up because like at the moment now, the first time I know when a pair of shoes has been ordered in is when they arrive at the door, you know? Yeah. Um, or like I get a, I get a text off the lads in Grafton Cleaners saying that order 600 and whatever has come in. It's like, oh, Jesus, I didn't even know there was an order 600 or whatever, like, you know, um, which is great. And that kind of, and now that we've taken on a full-time staff member, because before it was a lot, it was quite casual. Like, so I'd have a team of like three or four people who kind of be on call and then they'll get paid per piece like you know so they'll get like a like a tenner per pair if you get me so yeah. they'd come in and if there was like five pairs they'd go home like 50 quid or whatever like you know yeah and that allowed me to kind of keep the it wouldn't i wouldn't have any like fixed costs at the end of the month nice. i would only have like variable ones so if if five pairs came in i would only have to pay them for five pairs like you know yeah. mm -hmm. and that kind of took the weight off but uh now during summer um i'm taking a bit of a taking a bit of a gamble and kind of push myself to make sure i can pay this person at the end of the month like you know and that also allows me to take a quite a remote role as well because if i take the two or three weeks to train them up correctly then they'll be able to run the shop on their own Class. Like, I mean, you're you're fresh out of school really you know we what's what's the kind of leaving cert system look like look like at this stage do you reckon it's changed <clears throat> since me and luke were there is it any better do you think well, it hasn't changed. Like, I don't know if we're going to change. Like, um, I know the lads, uh, like, I was I was uh, at a party there over the summer, and I was, me and one of my mates were the only people there that actually did the leaving cert because the year below us hadn't done the leaving cert. So we were the only people in that party because of COVID. 
because we were the only people in that party that actually done the leaving cert and that like that was crazy like you know it's probably going to be, well I know this year they're kind of having a bit bit of a mixed bag of the leaving cert and continued assessment and stuff but um, like I kind of know for a fact the stuff that I learned uh, oh what was it it was like um, it was a partnership agreement it was like um, I, was, I was learning business because um, I studied business for leaving cert and one of the things I learned about becoming a partnership it's something like you have it has to be it's like a partnership and you can only it's from two to 99 people in this partnership i think and then i learned like from one of the lads that oh actually i can i can you can develop it as like you can do a limited company as one person as well like you know you just have to have a, a secretary or a treasurer or something like yeah, that yeah um, and that was like so literally the thing that was in the book that we were studying was wrong like you know and like i memorized my brain and it was like no you're wrong like there's no way i can do like one person because yeah. the book said and i like dig this into my brain for like three years like there's no way and then like proven wrong like you know so uh it's mad like a lot of stuff's outdated and stuff like that but i think the the whole process is the most learning from it. what i found was like the whole process of the time management the whole process of getting your head down even though you don't want to do it and just force yourself to do it and even process of sitting in an exam for three hours and actually forcing yourself to concentrate for three hours on something you hate like you know yeah. um like you only kind of benefit from that like you know mm. it's an interesting take i i the, the more I, I kind of uh get on i see like people in my family or people i know doing like leaving search uh at this stage and they're getting so stressed out of out about it there it's like like damaging their mental health and it just seems like this is going to be the most important thing and then i uh, because they can't see what i've seen they can't see the guy that got 200 points in his leaving cert that uh, that i knew uh who has his own piping business right now and has a, <laughs> a bmw x5 rocking around do you know what i mean like there's yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it's, uh, uh, it's a bit mad like i was running through cvs there because i got i got i think i got 200 uh 289 points in leaving and I was going through CVs there for the full-time position and I was considering people that got like 585, like, you know, <laughs> and this is in the same year as me. And it's just crazy that these boys got 585 and I got 289 yeah. and I'm hiring them. Like, you know, yeah. it's such a strange position to be in. It's so backwards comparing to like the bit. And it was like, you have to get the highest points possible because that's the only way you're going to succeed. Like, you know, it's so backwards, even though like you're out of the system two years and you're already like Kevin, was there much emphasis on entrepreneurship in your, in your school yeah like belvedere was so supportive of it like you know we've um, had a few people from belvedere kind of have me mark that's kind of it's a bit of a trend there as well yeah james kulski shout out to that guy anyway. yeah thomas arnold came from uh, belvedere college yeah, as he was well. on as well all these sharks <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a, a belvedere feel to it um which is great. <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh, that's how I met Thomas, and um, we we shot videos together in uh, in Belvedere, and Belvedere always used to pay us, and then that's how I kind of got into the video stuff because I had my little GoPro and a second year I didn't know what I was doing, like you know. But they still paid me like the hundred quid, the, the eighty five quid or whatever, Amazing. just to encourage me to do it, and that kept me on board. So I was like, geez, I could be spending eight eight hours working in Spire, or I could do this video that's gonna like take me two hours to edit, like you know, um. So I just kind of kept on doing it because it was handy cash and then I kind of built up the gears for that. So uh, Belvedere hugely um, supportive of that. And then also when it came to the shoes, I remember I put up the flyer. So like um, I printed off a lot of flyers at the start 
and then I put up a flyer in the in the corridor, just like on a notice board, like you know. And it got taken down. And all the lads were like, "Oh, got taken down!" Like you know, you have to go to the headmaster now and get a get it back off him when he's gonna give out to you and stuff like this. And then it was just like, "Oh, now Kev, I'm more than happy for you to advertise around the school, but you just need to ask us for it first, like you know." Okay. And then once once I was like, "Oh yeah, is there any chance I could put it up there?" Like, "Yeah, go on, put them everywhere," like you know. Yeah. Um, and they like they helped us with um, cause in the early days it was um. When I was in sixth year, I used to do the marketing and organize all the collections and deliveries. And um, then a fourth year guy used to clean the shoes. So basically what I used to do was I used to collect the shoes and put them in a locker in fourth year. And we both, we both had a key. So this way we didn't have to meet in the corridor and exchange the shoes. I could just drop them into the into the locker. And then later on that day, whenever he wanted, he could just pick them up. And then same vice versa when he was dropping them back. Like, you know, he just dropped me a text. be like, oh, yeah, there's a pair of shoes in that locker or whatever. And that's kind of how it worked. So. It was great, like you know, they're hugely supportive. It's class because, like, I don't think that was the the case for most for most places, especially because they're focused on the they're focused on the the, the leaving cert points so that they can be hired by the people who don't get uh, great points. It seems that's uh, that's uh, the reason why I brought it back to that because that's something that we've we've thought about or it's come up on the track pod before. Um, a lot of the times, the when you get onto the track, when you get the six hundred points. Um, you get onto a, a kind of a, a track of they keep on putting the goalposts just a, a ahead of you, and then you're 35, um, and you've got all of your kind of qualifications, and you're trying to become a partner and that type of thing. And then you might have kids, and then you don't want to work as hard, but you still have to get you know. Um, so it's it's it is kind of interesting. It, uh, by I don't know because I have I have a, a new baby, and I've we th- I think about this all the time. How how do you how do you kind of frame the the leaving cert? How do you frame the the university stuff? And I think to myself, do you say, okay, are you going to get six hundred points, or are you not? And if you're not, um, don't try so hard. Try to just uh, figure out a way to make money. You're going to be hiring those people later on anyway. True. You can yeah. You can leverage. Like I, they, those people can be leveraged. You know. Yeah, like when I was doing the leaving cert, I kind of knew, like I had the video stuff in the back pocket, I had the shoe cleaning stuff in the back pocket, like like I was failing business, but I was going around the school with 300 quid cash in my back pocket, like, you know, yeah. and like that to me just didn't make any sense because like, like the, because the business teacher knew that I was like making money in business, but he was also failing me in the business like subject as well. It's so backwards, like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't really know, like, I, like, Madly enough, I kind of thought of that as well. Kind of how, how would I frame this? Like, you know, and um, you know, I, maybe you do just have to uh, tick, a, tick away and do the kind of you have to get 600 points because maybe that they will learn from that pressure and that kind of uh, okay, I have to hit this target or whatever. And maybe they will learn from failing us, you know, or failing from hitting that target, like you know, yeah. so it's an interesting that, one. That's I know <laughs> we're talking about like eighteen years away, so I won't uh, won't worry about it too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, how about this? Uh, this is some, like I was talking to Mark as well. Okay, we have a chat about guests before they come on, and we, I was thinking like, what if you were say you know so the the shoes thing is a very kind of generational uh, business. Uh, I love the way there's all these different angles. Um, there's probably other angles that you'll find along the way um, that you haven't even seen yet. Is there anything else? So say if you were you know, say if we gave you 500 grand or something to start a business and you're going to be aiming it at people your age or what type of trends or anything like that uh, would you go after? Um, is there anything that kind of stands out to your generation that basically me and Mark can capitalize on? <laughs> um, I know at the moment the sustainability is very big um, and kind of the 
kind of retro style, getting stuff from charity shops. Oh, what's the what's the um Thriftify? Thriftify, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I say we had Ronan, Ronan like, on. because Depop is massive at the moment. Um and Thriftify is basically the exact same thing, isn't it? Like Yeah, it's he was on two weeks ago or three weeks ago on the trackpad. And um, Yeah, maybe that's where I heard it. He's such um, a I think he was on Gary Fox as well, I think, as well. Yeah. Um because Gary Fox is uh, like I usually listen I wouldn't listen to the big long episode. I would listen to like the the idea labs which is like 15 minutes that's so great because you can just like you listen to a few ideas and then your brain's moving like 100 miles an hour afterwards like you know yeah um, and that's great because like you get your bank for your book in 15 minutes like you know um but is there any uh things Sustainability that I- is an interesting one though because i think I, I had this business idea when i was uh when i was your age i was going to open a, a bar it was going to be called feed the world bar and every time you bought a drink you've bought a uh, uh, a meal for somebody in the developing world and then I'll be like yeah. the, the more you drink the more you save lives like. <laughs> and I have like all these videos up all, all over the place of like like um, you know people in these countries dancing happy you know dancing with the music maybe you know Jeez. I don't know we're laughing but he was dead these theories at the time <laughs> oh really yeah I, I still think oh, it's a good man. idea so if anyone out there know. you know you wonder what the what the kind of morals is behind that like yeah. you know that was the thing yeah it was yeah. kind of contrasting we, we could have got Jamie White on that he, he would have made it work I found like yeah yeah because I went to Zambia and I went to Zambia when I was in fifth year so uh, like I'd be like I would uh, like that stuff like because when we were when we were training for that because uh, with our religion class we when we were chosen to go to Zambia we did like um like our year of our religion class we're just prepping to go to Zambia and kind of prepping of how people live over there and kind of this perspective that they see us and the perspective that um we should see them and kind of changing our mindset around that kind of stuff and like like the trip was just kind of a, a sub thing of that like you know yeah. like the most learning was actually from these classes like you know and we kind of talked about um the kind of morals of uh using imagery like that and kind of the truck rods and stuff like that like you know and are you really helping them if um if you're kind of using their imagery to kind of yeah. persuade people like you know is that the right way of going about it or is there a different way of going about it like you know um yeah, like that's a that's a cool idea. It's yeah. like <laughs> I'm probably it's good, probably a good thing I didn't go through with it. But the yeah. I, I think I you, you I, were getting the idea from the toms, wasn't it? You know the yeah, yeah no, because I've got a pair of toms, and I think that's a really cool idea. But I heard somewhere they don't actually do it though. I heard somewhere that they don't actually well, follow through with it. I went to Argentina, right, and everyone had shoes. I don't know what the story was. So uh, it was actually quite a, you know, it was like Paris. Uh, it was really nice, like, anyway, and they've got wine and steak and stuff. Um, but yeah, so but the the African thing, I think it's interesting as well because I think everyone should go to Africa at some stage because I I went kind of later. Uh, I was probably who was like twenty nine or thirty or something. Um, I went to uh, Tanzania uh, and Kenya, and um, I remember thing I was really scared when I went there, uh, and I'd been all over the world, but it's because media kind of puts africa in this you know uh this kind of state where you think that everyone's kind of out to get you you're going to be but it was, it was the nicest people ever um but also yeah. um on your trocra thing i went to this uh we went to uh we're, we're going to the the serengeti and uh, we were at national geographic um that's that's because we just wanted to go with the the, the most comfortable uh tour operator we could find so it wasn't really backpacking like we used to do <laughs> like we had people carrying our stuff but the yeah, so we, we stopped in a, uh, a Maasai um, village, you know. Um, we went to a couple of them. Some of them were kind of like for tourists, but this one was just like, 
people with cows in the middle of nowhere and we were mm-hmm. um we were installing we, we all paid, chipped in we bought them like this uh this kind of oven thing that, that so they could cook inside and it wouldn't kind of smoke out their their uh their building and stuff like that it was really cool um but anyway the all the kids had like flies on them and i was like what the hell is this like because they're like they look like they weren't you know being neglected or anything they looked fine but they had flies all over them <clears throat> and the mass i believe that the uh it's good luck to put cow shit on your um on your kids heads um so that's why the flies are on them um and they're not because the the flies are like magic you're not allowed to sw- swipe them away it's like rude to swipe them away if they're on your face so once i learned that i'm like hold on i've been seeing these images and that's actually that's they're doing that like that's on purpose and it, it, i felt manipulated and i felt yeah I felt bad for them because it's putting them like ah poor them but that was actually what they were it's actually the culture yeah yeah so it was kind of awkward weird, yeah. you said you your takeaway from that was like they were so happy as well with what you know I you've never seen happiness you I, know so many you know you know wealthy people or whatever but like nobody was as happy as that, that family that you met yeah and we were sitting there and i've got this really creepy uh uh picture of me holding hands with the mom in the, in the tent mark you've seen it um but like yeah really extremely happy. awkward picture yeah. <laughs> 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 um, anyway but like they're yeah so they, they sit around all day they drink uh blood and milk smoothies and they're just laughing they're hanging out with their their cows you know they're they're you know fighting off lions the odd time like they're throughout their living you know and uh, yeah. sometimes when, we, when i when i come back to ireland then i'm sitting in my nice house in Greystones and uh worried about like a quota number and work i'm like i should you know yeah yeah I should just it's spend. mad though because like when you do come back yeah you're like um because i know for myself i was like oh i have to eat everything on this plate or whatever like you know and yeah. it's like you're, you're so thankful for everything you have well then it's like everything you just become immune to it yeah. you know then you like it's not like you forget about it but it kind of fades away and mm. um, what's the same with, with like anything it's like if you get yourself a new office or you get yourself a new keyboard you think like this is the shit i'm gonna be unbelievable at work now like because i have this <laughs> new keyboard like you know i think and it's then, a good habit to to check in with that thought though you know that that memory of being there yeah like right. i actually uh, this is a uh, a picture of uh for everyone on the podcast that can't see it this is like so this is uh, this is me in the back of a classroom oh wow yeah yeah and then this is one of the lads um so we were and they i think you can see it here so here is like uh the radio um and all the class and all the all the uh, all the class and all the kind of curriculum was taught through this radio and this radio was developed by a jesuit that literally built this out of like car parts and shit (laughs) and and uh they have one in each um, in each school. These are like super remote uh, like schools. Like you know, like we used to drive like for an hour or two in the back of like this pickup truck, and we're all hanging off the side of it, like you know, and like off road, and we flying around the place, like um. And then we arrive to these schools, and we just like the school arrives out of nowhere, like, and all the kids just kind of come from every direction into this school, and they all gather around the radio, and they they learn from the radio, like you know, that's class, crazy, like- crazy. It's just it's great to see that. So you went in for fifth or fourth year, and that's a great time to. Yeah, it was summer of uh, summer fifth year. It's cool. So Mark, we'll have to get Mark Baker over there to Africa. Um, so <laughs> we'll see. Maybe but to go there. back to the whole the what's what's trending or what's current. Like I always tend to keep charity and business separate. I just thought there, you know, if you're if it's it's hard 
to build a business around a charitable theme without without feeling that you might be taken advantage you know with the advertising so yeah. my my always thing was like kind of be a proper shark and go for it in business you know do it properly you know and and then give back maybe uh, separate to that to charity but i do think i know the sustainability thing is is huge and there is there's serious money to be made and which, which that's a good thing though you know like to but i think the sustainability thing is different like you're not dealing with people there you're dealing with clothes yeah and yeah you like so say for example you can sell all the all the clothes but then the portion of your revenue can go to a charity like you know yeah. but you yourself yeah. are a charity you're just like the marketplace for that you know yeah oh yeah that's that's the trip yeah. i think is 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 brilliant yeah yeah um i just think the trips yeah and also the and it, like I was even seeing this. There's another one on Instagram that I saw. It's an Irish company, um, Dublin South or something. What's it called? Uh, oh my god, I can't remember the name of it now. It'll come to me. I'll put it in the show notes. But they uh, they're doing so. You buy a T-shirt and it tells you how many uh, like of like an ocean theme, and it takes takes whatever four kilos of plastic out of the ocean for that. Do you mean so? It's like it's measurable. You know, I got those yeah. guys on as well. Uh, okay, so sustainability is something that we can think about as well. What, uh, what about crypto and stuff like that? Are, are are the kids into big into crypto these days? Yeah. A lot of the lads will be big into crypto. I don't really, I know how it works, but I haven't really digest, digested it in my brain yet, if you get me. Yeah. And once that happens, uh, like I'll probably have a look at it, but like, I don't know. Like yeah, a lot of lads are into it. Maybe they might, they might benefit from a bit more education on it. Yeah. Like, you know, I just think like, the barriers to entry for stuff like that, like oh, zero. Teen- teenagers can do it. Yeah. yeah. And also like, 50, like, 50 year old like, businessmen. Like, I think yeah. I have like 200 quid in Airbnb. Like, you know, and it's down like 30% or something at the moment. Like, but like, like I know lads, uh, I was talking to a lad there yesterday and he's down a grand uh, from Bitcoin. No, from GameStop. Down a yeah. grand from GameStop. Um, and then he's also up like five grand from this other altcoin thing. I don't know what it is like, you know, but like, this is like an 18 year old fella. No, 20, 20 year old fella. Yeah. He's down one grand in, in, in GameStop, but up five grand in some other altcoin. Yeah. Like, madness like you know but his perspective on it was uh sure you go for all the all the index funds when you're old and yeah and now like when you're like 20 you have nothing to lose so you go high risk high reward like i think fair points you know i wish i could get it so uh, that guy that's talking about I, I wish i could get into his room when he's doing that right actually that's not maybe not his room whatever down the kitchen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but right and uh i say to him uh okay if you buy that buy it with a with a 20 year horizon so you're not gonna sell it for 20 years because that's actually yeah. how how you can get rich from that and i didn't realize that till i was uh till i was in my late 20s so i, I started to buy things with a 20 year horizon i think having a baby helps as well because you're like well I, uh, someone's gonna get the benefit of this anyway um but it's, it's something so say if you uh like so if you put 500 euro a month into bitcoin in 2014 it'd be have a million dollars you know but yeah. The most most people would have sold it in 2016 when it doubled <laughs> Do you know so yeah. uh have that the time horizon is uh the most important thing and especially because you're, you're 20 you've got you got time on t- a top of time most people don't get going really till they're 25 because they're doing acas in the right mark, mark. yeah <laughs> you know? but the the unfortunate thing about having all that time young people they they do want the money now, you know, to yeah. to make the most of it now. So you're kind of fighting a, a battle there. You kind of have yeah, more things I'd to spend the, as well. Like I would play the long game on it. Like, you know, I'd do the 20 years. Like that's why I'm in like Airbnb because I think they're going to go up over time. Like, you know, especially when COVID bounces back. But uh, like a lot of the, 
fellas I know don't realize is actually gambling if they're pulling in one day and then they're pulling out the next day and that's yeah. just a glorified gambling like you know it's just yeah. not in the bookies it's just on your phone like yeah. you know um especially with crypto I just I, I get it though it's I love the way that you can go from point zero 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 one cent to four dollars and now you're a millionaire you know the whole thing is uh yeah. you know it's crazy crazy um but yeah I think that they like some of your friends will do well some of them won't but it will be an interesting lear- learning curve. I think it's actually a good thing that people start to buy um, financial stuff when they're younger. When I was your age, no one I ever don't spoke to. Leaving cert, though, they don't teach about anything like that. It should be Crypto 101. Yeah. First, first day. Hell yeah. It should be a module in the business course. Or, yeah, or even a, a college, proper college course. And maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Out, out of yeah. interest, actually, Kevin, your, your peer group, um, what are they all going on to do now? from from the leaving cert um so like i kind of have two different groups like i kind of have the entrepreneur boys and then i'll have the college lads like you know so the entrepreneur boys would be like running like so i have dar jordan and eric genetics and like um they run a, a website company called graph and digital um and they're uh dar is 19 eric's 20 they did 100k last year um and they're doing a fair bit more this year Nice. Um, then like I'd also hang out with Thomas who doing the go house in LA yeah unbelievable yeah. I saw I didn't see that coming fucking hell yeah 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 you he see the running around the fucking like, oh, for months like you know um, and then when it was all like released I was like oh like he's obviously just posted about it but I didn't realise that like shit hit like it was like crazy like you know and he was like oh okay people have been messaging me all day or whatever like you know and like I didn't realise how big it was like you know because the first one because I, I worked in the go house like the original one for like one day and then I got fired because I didn't show up on time the second day because <laughs> um, I was delivering shoes which is fair enough like you know um, but it was kind of funny um, but like like shit was crazy that one as well like you know it's just uh, I think this the media take on uh, taken on so nicely because it's just so different like you know and it's yeah. um it's just such a stir and the regular stuff especially in ireland it's yeah and i, I you know i think so when i was growing up but actually when i was your age i was like actually maybe even younger way younger than you. i was about 15 or 16 and uh the oc was big uh you guys forget <laughs> probably haven't seen that but the, the the oc was big uh when mark was young as well and everyone wanted to move to california that was my dream um and that was what i was going to do um and then never got around to it never even did a j1 in the end mark neither did you do no you didn't <laughs> no it was too difficult to actually get there but yeah. thomas is just he's always uh, it seems like he's on he's at the top of like anything new it's like he's always there he's like he's really good at what he does yeah, oh, yeah really he's sick, like but like it's it's mad because i've known him since i was in second year like you know mm. and like i'd be on the phone to him most days and stuff so it's mad that uh he used to be just this this young fella that i used to go partying with like you know and now He's still the young fella that I, I still go partying with, but he's just a bigger boy, like, you know, he's just yeah. a bigger fish now, like, you know, he's a big boy anyway, like, big, <laughs> lot of amount of muscles on him, like, you know, he, he, heavy, he lifts heavy, like, but, uh, yeah, but like, so, like, I have kind of that entrepreneur group, and then I think it's also important to kind of, because uh, it'd be very easy to get your head lost in the clouds, like, hanging out with them boys, like, you know, and with Garrett Flower, like, I was, I was with him there yesterday, and Jamie, he was in Bali, like, you know, so I'd be on the phone to them most days, like, you know, so it's a bit of a, a crazy combo of people like you know to have around yourself at 20 and um, so it's also important to kind of keep your head straight as well because you get your head in the clouds fairly easy so like i do i like value the time with the lads as well hugely like 
because like i really like it's also important to uh having your your four cans for fiber in a shed like you know that's huge important to me as well because like um like because then you can kind of get the perspective of the lads as well because they're just like ticking away working in spar just getting their their money for paying their rents and their drinking money like you know and like half the time you'd be like geez i wouldn't mind going back to that like you know or i wouldn't mind because like you know yourself with running your own gig that uh all the pressure's on you like you know you have to pay the rent you have to pay the and if you don't it's solely up to you it's not like you got the hours in spar like you, yeah. you miss a few hours in spar it's like it's it's you like you know um so sometimes like and i'm saying this to lads as well sometimes it would be nice to kind of just simple everything down and just tick away at uh working in spar and kind of switch off and throwing stuff through the till and stuff like you know but at the end of the day that's not like i wouldn't really enjoy that long term yeah it doesn't like and those people though they can get good jobs afterwards and all that type of stuff maybe work for even you know some technology company that are well looked after um but like it's it's a different path for sure and you know when you're an entrepreneur sometimes four for five is uh you know what you what you have to do yeah uh, bag of cans combo, and shake you don't like you get slightly pissed but you don't actually get too pissed like and you still cycle home like yeah. so it's a beautiful combo like it's only a fiver yeah i mean yeah. how many like yeah i i think i think you're on the right track there mark baker <laughs> uh we've got the lightning round uh ready oh, for, our, for our new uh for our, for our new shark here okay. kevin um you don't have to be lightning answers but something we just like to do at the end of the show just uh to kind of bring it all home mark baker what's the first question we've got for kevin okay kevin what apps do you use the most on your phone spotify google calendar and then whatsapp nice WhatsApp. What, what what do you what do you listen to on spotify what's the What's the, the shark theme? Shark Pod 100%. Which? Shark Pod 100% of the shark, time. Shark Pod just on repeat, just in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All I have actual mode as well, so sometimes I get like an old version and then the new version. It's pretty, it keeps on my toes, like, you know? Okay, I like it, I like it. Um, but like, <laughs> I usually, yeah, in all fairness, I usually listen to the, the Deep Focus playlist on Spotify if okay. I was working, and then it depends largely on the mood, like, because sometimes you go into the rap, sometimes you go into like, like the Avicii kind of stuff where hugely depends on the mood like you know okay cool just uh, okay what's your favorite social media and why uh i like uh instagram because uh it kind of lets you, you you can control who sees what sees what like you know because i would i don't really post regularly on my on my actual instagram story i'd post a lot more regularly on my close friends story okay and uh, so i can pick who's on that and who's not on that and stuff um but like Instagram's nice. TikTok is just like deep dark hole, like you know. Yeah. Uh like you just end up being on that thing for hours. So I deleted that. Um like I was on it, like I used to get like sucked into it. And then thankfully like I can kinda like I can kinda come out of my own head on my own head and see that I'm sucked into it, like you know. Yeah. Um so that's why I deleted it. But uh LinkedIn's also good as well. It's cool for uh, getting cool little articles and stuff. What's the best for the business? Is it <clears throat> Instagram? Uh yeah. Facebook's dead. Facebook, I, I think, feel okay. like it is dead. I feel like I was on there the other day because I was, I was doing a, a course to work and, um, you know, everyone's on the Facebook group and I went in, there's all these posts. I'm like, I'm never checking into this. Like, yeah, no, I'm never on it either. I don't even like the interface. Like, I, I it feels like an older generation day. are using it. It's like it's, yeah. it's 50 plus now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to go on it the other day because my phone died and I went on to Messenger to text one of the lads to like uh, to get me a charger like that's the only reason why and like I looked at the thing and it was like the last message I sent him was like 2000, April 2020 or something <laughs> yeah. crazy like yeah. okay yeah. what's what's the best business idea you've never acted upon 
Uh, I have a few kind of weird ones. Um, there's one, um, it's like a podcast, actually. You'll probably find this interesting. Kind of, I named it The Wave of Thought. So basically, you know yourself, the entrepreneurs, and they're all sea swimming and stuff. So basically, this podcast is based in the sea, and you're recording the sea, and it's like seven minutes long. So you jump in, and you, you give the one bit of advice that changed the game for you. And you have to get it all out before you kind of your body starts to shut down from the cold, like you know. <laughs> so you like so like it'd be filmed in the sea, yeah. And you have like mics. I don't know. I like logistically, I don't know how this would work, but like you'd be kind of floating around and stuff in the sea, and you'd hear the waves in the background, kind of relaxing at the same time, um, and it'd be kind of called the wave of thought. And then the way you really pack it is in the forty foot, you just have tails, lovely white fluffy tails with like the wave of thought logo, podcast, whatever. Yeah. And they just give out the tails for free. You just leave them there. And then like you know yourself how long do you have a, have a tail like you have a tail for a good 20 years like you know yeah. Yeah. so like every time you use that tail you think of the podcast like you know because you'd mm. see it or dry you could do dry robes you could yeah that's a hefty yeah, L in marketing be, sense though like yeah you'd want to you'd want to do the print enough. on demand yeah <laughs> yeah 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 do a printful job yeah but uh okay yeah. that's a I mean, it might take you up on a little interview. That your next interview is in the in the sea. We'll do like a. It makes oh, sense. We're we're the shark pod, Luke. We can do these. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you can hire a shark and be swimming around you. Yeah. And our, our friend uh, Stephen. Get phone gear or something going. Our, our friend uh, Stephen from the uh, from the Happy Pair. He's he's always filming in the sea. I got to see what his setup is. Yeah. No, because like I was looking at it and the setup costs are just crazy. So I was thinking about logistically. I was thinking right. So you get a waterproof camera, obviously, but. For the mics, you might need to get a boom pole and kind of have it at like just kind of boom the person, yeah. you know. And um, that's kind of something logistically like. All right. Well, that's that's a inter- that's an interesting one, Mark. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Okay. <clears throat> what time do you get up in the morning, and what time do you go to sleep? I got to sleep around eleven, eleven thirty, and then I try to get up. Have the alarm set for like six, but it's usually seven. Okay. Yeah. How much money is enough money? Uh It'd be nice to hit the 100k a year, like, you know, that's kind of everyone's thing, but um, I'd like to just kind of live comfortably, like, you know, I don't think I would like anything major, like, you know, like, at the moment, I'm hugely uh, motivated by fun and kind of like how fun a project could, how much fun a project could give me, like, you know, like I do jobs for like, um, I sometimes do video jobs for like points and stuff with the lads afterwards, Um, so like, that's kind of, like, it's kind of hugely based around fun and stuff like that, so. um, How does, um just go slightly off topic uh, the the topic of property and and getting a house and stuff are people your age thinking about that is it, is it off their radar because it probably should be on their radar uh it's on like a few people that i know that to be serious about kind of business and stuff it'd be on their radar but lads going through college now no wouldn't be on their radar at all yeah. and just simply because you can't save in college like you know like you're you're like, do, do they worry um no no, it's not like, completely off the radar at the moment. Okay, and um, it's like, so um, interesting because if you like, and they should, I think I believe they shouldn't be worrying, Mark. Is they should be having fun. They're young bucks, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, a bit there. too worried to be worrying. Like you have your whole life to worrying about a mortgage and stuff, like you know. So you might as well like take a chill for the next few years and kind me, of take away your own stuff. Because me and Mark were scheming yesterday uh, in Mark's kitchen about how we're gonna set our kids up and just tr- try to figure out a way to to get them in on the ladder. As, 
early and easy as possible. Um, yeah. Just when you start to get towards your thirties, it's you see some people are, are are getting houses, some people aren't, and I don't think things are going to change in Ireland. So it's, it's good to get started uh, yeah. as early. Because I know um, the lads in Grafton Digital, the lads in Galway, um, nineteen and twenty, and they're both going to go splitsies on a mortgage, like you know, on a deposit. Because uh, they're business partners anyway, like you know, so yeah. they might as well kind of get married uh, together, like you know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I know their plans go splitsies on a mortgage, like um, at the age of nineteen and twenty. I've got a few Dutch friends, and this is what they do um, as well. So like in in Holland, say if there's five lads that know each other for a long time, they'll get a mortgage together, and that will be yeah. there. Is that where the term, the phrase "going Dutch" comes from? I think that's when a different thing, Mark. Uh, I think you need to visit find out for yourself uh, but okay what's the last uh, last question for kevin when i get on to this saturday morning okay saturday right morning? two last two right um is it who you know or is it what you know it's who you know 100 100 like i like the the place i would be at the moment would not be the would not be where i am like if it wasn't for the networking and stuff like that Um, i was gonna say like the biggest i think the business the biggest uh takeaway that i'll kind of look back is from the video stuff if, if it wasn't for the video stuff i wouldn't be here today like you know because the video allowed me to have like a, a networking tool so like i would never have gotten the door with jamie or with gareth if i didn't edit their youtube videos for them like you know and i didn't have that opportunity to work with them on a project yeah. for free like you know and have that like that networking tool that i can just kind of use disposably and just uh get in the door people it's brilliant because like i think a lot of people they don't do anything when they're in their late teens, early twenties, they they just want something put in front of them to complete. Like just so they kind of opt into whatever it's leaving cert, uh, college, or whatever, and they say, "Okay, well, you guys set up what I have to do. I'll just complete those tasks, and then uh, I'll figure it out later on." But if you're yeah. bringing something to the table, it doesn't matter what it is. So in your case, it was uh, video, but it could be if, like if you got a skill at any in anything. Um, I was thinking like it'd be super cool especially if you got to know a fellow that was really good at making neon signs super cool wouldn't it yeah like, could you write a little shark pod neon sign behind you yeah we thought I don't think that. I haven't thought of that Kevin we got the, yeah it'd be sick wouldn't it right now we've, right now we've got our uh, shark oh, a little LED panel you want to see it it's kind of I know what you mean. We actually had a, a more of a studio set up before the uh, before the COVID stuff, but uh, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool too. But uh, okay, well, right, one last one. I won't ask you um, what advice you'd give to the eighteen-year-old you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll say, what book has had a big impact on you? I don't really read books, to be honest with you. Um, like I'd be quicker getting where do you get your inspiration from then yeah from the people that surround me like so like i would look up to thomas a huge amounts and kind of the other lads like eric and dara huge amounts um and they would kind of push me to do a lot better as well and kind of um improve the systems and stuff in in business like you know um yeah i'd also kind of look up to kind of bigger people as well like like if I was watching someone on Netflix, I would watch like an information documentary or something like that. I wouldn't watch your your friends. Like you know, I'd watch like uh, like I would watch like you know the the series Explained. Yeah, great series. It's like fifteen minutes of like just like there's one on crypto, there's one on banking, there's one on stock market. Like you know, yeah. fifteen minutes you just watch it during your like when you're eating your chicken bagel at lunch. Like you know, and you get the information in, and then you can kind of digest it during the day. But um, I also watch a lot of um like i watched like the justin bieber documentary and the and like i think there's one on taylor swift because i'm really interested in actually seeing how their brain works and how 
they actually their interactions with people and stuff like you know and just kind of taking value from that so class well i think that's all the the lightning round thank you so much uh kevin for coming up on sunday morning to have a, a chat with us here on the shark pod really interesting to see you at the yours at the beginning the 20 you've got so much time um when i was 20 people told me that as well and i didn't realize how much time i've got you know between between now and 40 uh, the sky's the limit um it's funny though because i think i'm super old you know i'm like jeez i wish i did this when i was like 18 or whatever like you know that's good. Scared. But, uh, you know what? You know what, Kevin? That scares the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. And then here's here's what's going to happen, right? You think you're kind of you'll you'll be going to the nightclubs and stuff, and you're like 23, and everyone's going to be in their first year of college, and you're going to be like, "Oh my god, I'm so old." Then you get to 25, <laughs> and then you're like, "The next old stop is like 40." Is that, <laughs> is that right, Mark? You kind of there's like this 15 year gap where you're just ch- chatting with everybody between 25 and 40, and they're all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, no, because like um, when I'm talking to Gareth and Jamie, I'm like, "Mate, you are so old. Okay. You're like 30, like you know. <laughs> like, don't even talk to me. You're old, like yeah. you know." Yeah. Um, so, like, when we were setting up the magnate uh, group, like Gareth got in all the all the oldies, like, and then I got all the, in all the newbies, and the newbies was like 23 down, like you know. No, and then everyone else above that was old, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of funny. That's a, I think that's a interesting way to do it as well. Keep it, keep it fresh. So it's not just a network of um, you know people who have already made it, who have kind of old ideas. Maybe I think it's great because like if you if you put somebody who's eighteen together with a, a four year old who has access to to capital, I think dangerous. You, man. Yeah, you can be dangerous. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because like Gary was always saying that uh, to kind of stay to stay kind of to stay on top of your shit, you need to be like mingling with the people that like are new into the, and have the fresh ideas and stuff like you know yeah because like yeah one stage guy was like oh, okay what would you do with park pmp and then i bash out a lot of ideas he's like jeez yeah you have the marketing team on there for a year and they like just because like the idea is stale in their brain at the moment like you know yeah and um, so um it's just cool to kind of get a, a new fresh head looking at stuff like you know and like with uh with sneaker trainer like i would always ask people how would you run the business like you know yeah so like mark how would you run sneaker trainer um how would i run it yeah what would you do with it i would i think what i definitely hook up with all dry cleaners like uh, like as a yeah i just think and i I think i thought that one of the best things you did was have that window the window like so to kind of bring the people drawn them towards (laughs) you i don't know i was was trying to think online i'd be thinking how would you uh how would you skate it online how how do you like, have you done much with SEO? Uh, you know, can can people just purely do it from from an online point of view? Like, yeah. So, like, all the bookings come through online, and uh, like, you actually genuinely cannot pay cash um, at all. Like, it's all online payments. And then we, um, I got a marketing intern on board, Evan from Longford. He's some boys in first year marketing in Minute, and I got him bashing out uh, thirty six blogs per month. Jeez, yeah. Okay. wow yeah the poor fella like yeah. uh, i don't yeah. know how like, i don't know how he does it like do you know but, but uh, he's gonna go out and he's gonna go to the market and he's gonna be competing with people that are just have to say i got a first degree uh you know yeah. honors and then uh, they're gonna be like okay do you have any like samples of work and then your, your guy in longford's gonna have stacks yeah. on stacks of uh, yeah because uh, i like, really basically like the boys in marketing minute they they wrote two or three blogs for their module to get assessed on it yeah. and then they never would have read a blog again in their life like you know and then they go into a, into an internship in in some like you know, I don't know Microsoft or something, and then they have to learn how to write blogs from scratch, like you know, because they learned it in, in first year. Yeah, it's, it's but now this fella's bashing at thirty six in a month. 
I, I think he's <laughs> he's gonna be knackered, but uh, uh yeah, I, I, good, good luck to that guy. And um, just one 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 thing, did you for the older generation? Is there something you can do uh, with shoes stuff like that? You know. What you mean, like uh, polishing like, shoes? We do like dress shoes, like so. I was because uh, on uh, on Harcourt Street, if you go up the road, there's Kevin Street Guard Station, which is where like the cab bar and stuff of like that. So, yeah, I know, yeah. um, I was thinking about doing like a a, a guard rate for all their dress shoes, like you know, they're um, so like we just like drop like, like they drop them in at lunchtime and then we polish them up and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what what I would do. Yeah. This is a whole pushing, other market like, there. Man, you can get a machine to do the polishing, like. Yeah, mm. uh, it's when you're do- talking about like Gucci runners and stuff like that, and mesh and stuff like that. That's where you get it gets tricky. Like, but leather shoes, man. Like, you could, like, it's unbelievable how quick you do them. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think of branching into the sock game? No, no, not really. We've had an idea before with that. Executivesockclub.com. Uh, that's about your age at the time. I just loved putting on new socks, and I thought if we could get a subscription model together where we get thirty pairs of socks delivered to your house every day. Feel like a millionaire walking around in new socks. Use them once. Yeah, yeah there's no barren walking yeah. around in new socks. When I put new socks on, I feel like I'm conquering the world. This is net. What's next? Yeah. I said, "Fuck yeah, yeah. let's do this." Thing is, how many like in like three months of subscription you would have? How many socks? You'd have no. It was how many a week, a month? It was uh, thirty pairs a month. That was one, one per day. <laughs> one per day, Mark. Come on. What, what happened if it was like like if it was like a leap year? And you we, got your system all messed up, and you're missing today for the socks. We'd send you the whatever whatever the difference was. You'd it'd be like a special leap leap sock. Exactly. So it'd be springs in it. We'd have some uh, we'd have some sort of uh, marketing around that. But I think Ronan that, from Thriftify is, is yeah. very angry at you right now. Yeah, he's gonna, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, you have a massive market for socks then on Thriftify. <laughs> exactly. So the the resale value be through, the, and then we could put you know numbers on them. Say so this is my twenty sixth sock. So it's quite early in my game, or you know. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think the what what I would do if I if I were you, sometimes I do this with my, with my I work with kind of partners with big businesses all over uh, EMEA, um, and sometimes I say to them like I, I just kind of stop in the conversation. Said instead of like coming up with like different plans, I, I just say if I were you, this is what I would do. Right, um, and if I were you, I would be focused on that that part of the business where it's a uh, like an auctioneer, like you're the guys where you auction people's uh, clothes. Any time that you can come in between a uh, customer and the end product and take a, a fee, I love that idea. I love that. That's about what I do in my work. People who want to buy software, um, they have to buy it through one of my partners. I get a piece of whatever they sell. I I I, I love that that type of business where I didn't actually create the product um and i'm just getting a, a little bit from it so it's i don't know man. yeah yeah i'm not sure how um you know if that's just kind of early enough in the in the kind of business cycle to get in there to be that be the most of the the business but i i just think that's the most elegant part of uh, is there deals to be at. made with sorry uh look is there deals to be made with the likes of nike and adidas you know they're big somehow. boys like they're uh like um, we were going to partner with Crep Protect, which is the biggest like worldwide kind of um, shoe cleaning solutions, if you like. And uh, they tried to pull a fast one on me because um, they were like, uh, I was on the, I was, I was talking to the head of marketing globally for Crep Protect. I was on the phone to him for like an hour, and he was like sweet talking me and stuff, and very nice guy actually. Um, and then he was like, I'll set to, cause they only do like high street stores, like JD lifestyle. They only partner with them. So they'd be kind of stepping down the food chain if they were to go with me. So he was like, yeah, you're set up savage. Um, we'd love to kind of partner with you. 
And then I was mentioning Brown Thomas at this time. And then as soon as I mentioned Brown Thomas, he was like, yeah, let's hop on a call with Brown Thomas. And I was like, well, hang on. We need to agree on something here before I bring you in on Brown Thomas. Yeah. Then he was like, oh, if that's the case, then we don't have a deal. And just stop communicating with me, like, you know. Wow. Uh, which is surprising, like, you know. But uh, I'm You're glad. You're learning so much, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm glad I recognized it before he did the fast one, like, you know, because it would have been really inappropriate for me to hop on the call with, with Crap Protect, with uh, the guys from Brown Thomas. Like, you know, I would have lost that completely. Yeah. 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 And what about uh, influencer um, stuff? yeah like um that's that's a big part of our marketing strategy as well Um, i have evan he does 100 messages per week to different influencers um yeah the poor fellas flat out like um but um um like the conversion rate is quite low on them like out of 100 messages probably get about four or five people on board Um, 100 messages are a hard thing to do as well like to probably know yourself yeah. finding individuals different people each time so what we do is we try to do different pods so we do like like girl influencers then we do like uh soccer players we do like rugby teams we do like all this kind of stuff like you know so it's like because you're gonna easily run out of like uh our international rugby players in ireland like you know yeah. so it's it's important to hit the different pods and that's kind of how it's kind of easier to hit the 100 100 messages um you gotta do your follow-ups as well though you know yeah it might yeah, take three three four messages yeah um because a lot of these like a, a lot of the girls get hundreds of dms per day like you know um, and it's very hard to get recognized so i was telling tell my wife to get on this get on this train we're gonna have you know somebody from that that world on the the track pod soon hopefully um yeah I just, I just love the in, influence our business i just love it i don't know what it is i just i get excited i see my i see my wife on the uh you know w- watching those stories and I'm, it's just product 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 and i'm like this is amazing yeah. it's like a it's like the, it's no it's like qvc back in the day um, yeah yeah like it's just one of those tele shopping things yeah it? it's unbelievable and then it's like oh the links below ah oh, my favorite words <laughs> the link, yeah yeah the link is in the description like yeah <laughs> so, it'd be interesting though to get get someone on from that was the only fans and actually like like successful in the only fans and see what the business behind it's like you know and what the number is like and what's like because um i would expect that you would have like a huge surge at the start and then everyone drop off um, yeah. but you'd wonder if people actually stay on how many people stay on and what's the percentage of that and how you actually uh, get more people on board and stuff like that and yeah you yeah. probably an interesting one it's, it's, with subscription things it's like i i will hesitate to actually subscribe to something and the, but when i do like i if i even if i stop using it i'll let it go for the whole year once yeah. you're in, you're uh, kind of in with a with yeah. a subscription. I've noticed, especially not the only fans, by the way. Especially if you've got because yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with Whoop, you know, like the Whoop bands, yeah. and basically, I say with Adobe, once you commit to the subscription, you literally it's either you cancel the subscription and pay the whole year off in one go, okay, or um, what I've started doing is with Revolut, I do uh, virtual uh, one-time use cards. So basically, they let you change your your your. Um, your card information so what you do is you change it to a one use card then they do the verify so they obviously take a euro out to make sure it's a good card and then the card disappears because it's one use that's cool and they can't actually get any money out oh, of yeah. yeah i like that I, yeah i think it's a great i love i love i love the subscription model thing i think i'll do something like that um pretty soon okay cool well uh listen we've we've gone over an hour here and i think that uh we need to hit the road but we really we're interested let's stay, uh, stay in touch interesting to see how you get on uh, in your life and all that type of stuff and me and mark uh will be watching from the sidelines cheering you on um need, i've got some runners that need uh 
need, need to look at it. Maybe we'll be doing some business uh, later on. But uh, listen, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.